you might be thinking at the moment, like, oh, I don't, I might be ready for a VA in a couple of months or, or in a year, or I'm not quite ready. I don't know if I have enough tasks for someone at the moment. I don't think I'll be utilizing them. The best thing about hiring on a platform like Upwork is it's an hourly base. You charge on per hour and their time is recorded. So it's very safe and you're not going to get scammed of your time or your money. You only pay what they work for you. So you can set a maximum. So some I have with my VA who is phenomenal. I have, she is works for me 40 hours a week or she is able to work for me 40 hours a week. But if I only have, if I'm on a week that isn't very busy, then she only logs maybe 15 hours and I only pay for those 15 hours. Hello and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google ads and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpost, Homework Law, and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course, teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google Ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha-loving Real Housewives apologist alongside my love of all things pop culture. And yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. Hello and welcome to this episode of Smart Online Marketing. So today you're stuck with just me. It's a solo episode and I wanted to talk to you about how I have used a VA, which is a virtual assistant, to help me scale my business and streamline my business. I've touched on this a little bit in a couple of past episodes and I had a few people hop into my DMs on Instagram and say that they were interested in hearing more about it. So I delivered and I've put together an episode today where I'm talking about how I've used a VA for my business and some tips that you hopefully can take away and utilize a VA as well. So let's get stuck in. I am going to first go over what sort of tasks you can use a VA for. So a VA can be used for things like calendar management or social media management, event management, things like preparing reports or personal tasks, like finding gifts or airline tickets, travel, that sort of stuff. Digital marketing tasks, you can find specialist VAs as well that handle digital marketing tasks. Things like repetitive tasks, so human automation I like to refer it to. So I use a lot of automation tools in my business, but things that I can't automate with technology, I like to do a form of human automation, which is I have a system and a process, and then I get someone else to execute that system. And customer service and data entry. There are a couple of things that VAs can be used for. I actually had a VA when I was an e-commerce business owner as well. And on that side of things, because there's a lot of different obviously running a business, a service-based business like I have now as an agency and also as a course creator is very different to an e-commerce business. And I think that it's much more common for lead generation or service-based businesses to utilize the service of a VA, whereas e-commerce businesses, not necessarily. But there are things that you can get VAs to do as when you're an e-commerce business, things that I've used them for are like preparing postage labels, entering invoices, checking stock levels at suppliers. So inquiring about different stock levels and keeping track of POs, purchase orders and things like that. And also updating images on site, on your site. So updating the images or get updating different SEO elements, maybe your image title tags or whatever they're called, um, you, things like that. So you can still utilize a VA with a lot of different tasks when you do have an e-commerce site as well. So it's not just for service-based businesses. 
And I should say that when it comes to a VA, I could be talking, you could hire a VA from, from $5 an hour. That's usually in USD. So probably about seven or $8 an hour in AUD, or you could go right up to, you know, 40, 50, 60, $70 an hour. And for the higher end of tasks that is, or for the higher pay grade, you're really expecting someone to do the figuring out and the systems and the processes for you. And it's more of, you don't have to set the agenda or set up the instructions. So it's basically more project-based or just they have a particular specialty and you're getting them to help you with that specialty or they're streamlining your business like an online business manager, like an OBM. When it comes to the lower pay grade, you can still get really effective VAs for that price. However, what you do need to realize is that you have to do the training. So there's a payoff or there's a trade-off. You can either hire on more of the cost-effective side and then it will be you setting the agenda and you making sure that you're training and delegating effectively, which I will go into, or you can go the top end and you're more expecting a kind of already someone that is competent in what you want to achieve. So with hiring a VA, where to hire, there are particular VA sites. So you can go to an individual VA. I, for me, when I'm going for the lower pay grade, so if I'm looking to hire someone on an ongoing basis for a lot of hours. So just for perspective, I have two VAs in my business now. One works 40 hours a week and one works 20 hours a week. And if I was to outsource that to the higher pay grade, that would be more than I was paying a full-time employee. So it's not necessarily effective from an economic standpoint for me to do that. So I use a VA to do a lot of my tasks, but I have to put in the time of training them. So again, I put in a lot of work at the start and then the payoff I get in copious amounts as I go along. So where to hire? Like I said, you can go to an individual site. You can ask around friends. You can look on LinkedIn, on Instagram, that sort of stuff. And I have hired locally like that as well. And you can look on freelancer sites like Upwork. So I use Upwork, which is upwork.com. And it's a site where you can hire for particular tasks that you need done. And you can get someone hired basically within a day. Over the weekend, I needed a sales page updated and I needed it done that day. I didn't have the skills to be able to do that, but I knew what I needed to be done. I popped into Upwork, put up a job description and I hired someone within about 20 minutes. They got the job done and it was a four hour job. And I think I ended up paying about $40 USD. So that's a really cost-effective way to get things done when you know what you need. So the main thing when you're using sites like Upwork is writing an effective job description. And you need to know exactly what you actually want done or the success factors or the success metrics or the type of skills you need someone to have to be able to outsource effectively. So outsourcing and delegating, you need to understand what the end goal is. So in a job description, what sort of things you need to write are like the background information about your business, what your industry is, what you sell and who your clients or customers are. You need to articulate the level of education, experience and skills that are required by the person. You need to also add a list of duties and responsibilities. Now, for an ongoing VA, you can say and other ad hoc tasks. So you might start off with a list of things that you want done. And then as you get in the mindset of being a delegator, you will inevitably add to that list. So Once you're in the mindset that you actually have someone on your team as a VA that can consistently do like grunt work tasks for you, you become really clear about being able to outsource and delegate, and then they can learn other ad hoc tasks as you go along. You also want to add, but if it's, I should say, if it's a specific project like that sales page that I needed, that was very task-based. So it was just the individual thing that I needed doing, and it wasn't on an ongoing basis. 
You then need to also add any apps or tools or software that they'll be using. So you want to be able to, you want to outline what sort of tools they'll need, what sort of software they need experience with, because you want them to actually have skills in the particular tools that you use, but not necessarily in what you actually need them to be doing. I apologize in advance. If you can hear my lamb out the back, he is having a bit of a field day barring at me. Um, You also need to include something in the job description that they need to respond to. For example, add the color pink to your job description or refer to me as Mrs. Griffin or something abstract because on a site like Upwork, you will actually get a lot of people that just do um, bulk job applications and you want to weed out the people that have actually read your job application from the ones that haven't. So you need to add a unique factor into your job description. So something like um, please include the word unicorn in your cover letter. So then anyone that doesn't have the word unicorn in their cover letter, you know that they haven't read your job description properly and they're just doing bulk um, job applications. And you don't want someone like that because you want someone that pays attention to detail. Attention to detail might be one of your key characteristics that you need and you want someone that's actually read through the job description and has understood what you actually want them to do. So an example, a sample VA description could be something like, we run a seven-figure Um, e-commerce business and we receive a lot of support requests through X platform and Facebook. It could be that you get a lot of Facebook messages or something like that. We need someone with great customer service experience to help to respond to these tickets on our customer service platform and on Facebook. And you know, the training that you'll provide will provide answers to the most common questions we receive. From time to time, the candidate may be required to log into our Shopify store, look up orders, make changes to orders or provide refunds. Ideally, this candidate has experience with e-commerce, a dropshipping business or an e-commerce business and Shopify. So you see how it's clearly outlined what sort of aspects that someone needs to do. And then it's got the duties. Duties include checking messages on Facebook, responding and solving to support tickets, solving customer service problems and things like that. So it keeps going on about what sort of skills you need, qualities you need to be successful English comprehension, writing ability, courteous and compassionate customer service, and so on and so on. So you need to clearly outline what you need someone to do because the more clear you are, the more clearly you can then A, delegate, but most importantly, hire. You know what you're looking for and you can hire effectively for that. So moving on to that's our job description. You've set up a job description. It's really clear. You've added a unique aspect in your job description that they need to respond to in their cover letter. And then how to actually select a candidate because on I'm talking more on the platforms like Upwork, you might receive 20, 30, 40 job applications. So how to select a candidate? Depends on a couple of things. The type of VA that you need. So it could be a that specialized version where for me it could be finding someone specialized in Google Ads and that's a skill that I need them to have. Or it could be a more generalized VA where they're just maybe a general customer service or general data entry or general ad hoc task. So it's not really a specific qualification you're looking for or experience. You're more just looking for a generalist. So when I am when I get these job applications, I create a short list. So out of those 30 or 40, I might have a list that just look good to me or that I just connect with some at some capacity. And then what I'll do is I'll generally provide a test task. That's the best way that I like to hire is have a test task. So I'll hire maybe four, three or four of them. I'll provide a test task for them. And then I will select the one that either completes that task to the, you know, to my standards or that they have. It's a really good way to weed out people that maybe have a really good cover profile or 
Um, They look really good, but when you actually are working with them one-on-one, it doesn't suit your needs. So I've had the experience where I've looked at someone and they have looked incredible, but then when I hired them for the test task, their attention to detail was poor and they didn't respond. Their communication was poor as well, as in their actual ability to just um, communicate in a timely manner was poor. So you can, when you actually have a, a test task, that becomes really clear which ones suit you and which ones don't. If you're then from the test task still struggling, you can go on to have like a Skype interview or a Zoom interview. I'm not necessarily, I don't need necessarily to talk to my VA on Skype or Zoom because for me, the way I like to run my business is virtually. And for my VAs, I like it to be communication on my project management platform, which is Asana. And I don't want to set the expectation or I don't actually need to have the ability to have face-to-face calls with them because for me, I would rather communicate via Asana. And so I don't actually have, I don't actually do an interview over Zoom or over Skype. That's not part of my process, but it depends if you want to get a better feel for someone and you want to do it like that, that's fine as well. But for me, I actually like to just do all my communication um, in written form. So through Asana, through emails, through Slack and things like that, because that's the channel that I'm going to be using moving forward. So I like to set the expectation that that instructions are going to be provided in a written format or a video format, which is my preferred tool. And I'll explain that in a bit. And not actually from having that Zoom or Skype isn't going to help me assess how well they'll work for me long-term. I really need to understand how how they're going to work when I delegate via video or via written communication. So I also want to preface this... I want to backtrack a little bit about VAs and you might be thinking at the moment like, oh, I don't, I might be ready for a VA in a couple of months or, or in a year, or I'm not quite ready. I don't know if I have enough tasks for someone at the moment. I don't think I'll be utilizing them. The best thing about hiring on a platform like Upwork is it's an hourly base. You charge on per hour and their time is recorded. So it's very safe and You're not going to get scammed of your time or your money. You only pay what they work for you. So you can set a maximum. So some I have with my VA who is phenomenal. I have, she is, works for me 40 hours a week or she is able to work for me 40 hours a week. But if I only have, if I'm on a week that isn't very busy, then she only logs maybe 15 hours and I only pay for those 15 hours. So you're not actually set for a minimum amount of hours or maximum amount of hours each week. It can, it fluctuates depending on how much work you have available. And that is really great because all businesses ebb and flow with how busy they are. You might be coming up to a really busy period with Christmas and that's a really great time that their hours might increase and then it will decrease maybe over your quieter months. So my advice is to hire before you're ready. On day one of this business, on the, when I started my Sunday digital business, I hired my VA. Now, I didn't have a lot of work on at that point. I was still building my course and I was still doing a lot of client, like I was doing a lot of engaging with clients to see if they were a great fit for me and I was a great fit for them. Uh, my business obviously wasn't at the stage it was now, which is almost 18 months later. However, I still used my VA to help me along that journey. So even if it's just sorting emails or um, responding to customers or responding to leads or doing things that I needed that I didn't necessarily have the time for because I've got a pretty strict rule that I only work part-time three days a week and at night times when I need to. But three days of the week, having that VA working in the background 
30 to 40 hours a week was really empowering because I could set the agenda, I could set what I needed done, and she could do the execution of it, particularly when I was building my course. So my advice is hire before you're ready. And if you're still thinking that you don't maybe have the need for a VA right now, what I'd recommend is create a list of your tasks that you do in your business. So do like a big, big brain dump. And usually those tasks will belong in one of four different categories. So you'll have tasks that you should do, which are high value. So for me, my high value tasks are things like my client work, my coaching calls with my students, creating content for me, uh, creating content for my course, doing my social media content as well. So they're my high value tasks that I want to be my responsibility. You've then got things like, so they're essentially the tasks that no one else can do but you. So no one else can do my client work but me. No one else can respond to my client emails but me because it's not that I they can't do it necessarily, but I consider that a high value job. So for you, it might be if you're an e-commerce business, it could be sourcing products, sourcing new products or talking to suppliers. That could be a high value task for you. But, and you don't, even though someone else could potentially do that task, that is a revenue facing or really close to when the person's making a sale. And that's really important for you to be involved in that. There's then tasks that are low value. So they might be, you might love doing them. They're tasks that you should not do. So again, I, this is the hardest to delegate off because things like, um, I, I don't know, scheduling social media is something I really enjoy, or maybe it is responding to customer service emails, or maybe it is, you know, changing elements of my website. I might love to do all that stuff, but it's not close enough to the sale that it's a high value task. That means I should really be outsourcing those. And I've experienced this many times when there'll be things in my business that I love doing, but it's not necessarily the best use of my time to be doing it because my time is better spent doing those high value tasks. So it's a trade-off. I could do this low value task or I could repurpose that time onto a high value task. So there. We've got the two categories so far, tasks that you should do, which are those high value revenue generating tasks, tasks that you should not do. So they're low value, even if they're enjoyable, you should really outsource those or delegate those, I should say. Tasks that you don't want to do. So for me, things like editing my podcast. Hello to my amazing editor, Sarah. I hate editing my podcast. I can do it. You know, it'd be okay if I edited my podcast. I'm sure I could do it. Um, I did in a former life have a personal podcast talking all things pop culture and that was my maternity leave project when I had my second baby about two years ago and I edited that podcast. First of all, I edited that podcast. This is a bit of a detail because it wasn't, that was just a hobby and it didn't make sense to pay someone to do that. But now that this is actually a business activity, I don't want to be spending my time editing the podcast. I don't do a great job at it and I can outsource that and it's way better. So that's something that I don't want to do. Another thing is I don't want to do web design. I suck at web design and I don't want to do it. I have no, like, I, I just don't want to do that. Video video editing. I don't want to do video editing. I want someone else to do that for me. Yes, I could probably do it. And I do do it ad hoc when I need to on the fly. I don't want to do it long-term. So I hire a video editor for that. And then so they're the tasks you don't want to do. So you have a brain dump of things that you drag your heels on and you don't want to do and you think, oh, I just hate that time of the week when that comes around. And then there's tasks that you can't do. So I guess web design would actually fall into that for me or design in general. I have the worst aesthetic taste. 
but tasks that you don't, you can't do. So you've got these four buckets of things, tasks that you should do, your high value revenue generating ones, tasks that you should not do, tasks that you don't want to do, like just you don't, you hate doing them and then tasks that you can't do. So they're beyond your skill set. It's beyond my skill set to do something like web design. I keep saying web design, something like that. Or I'm trying to think other things in my business that are beyond my skill set a lot, but I'm just, oh, SEO. I'm actually learning how to do that though. (laughs) But things that I can't, I I can't do. I just can't do. They're not in my skill set. Designing a logo or website technical stuff or, you know, updating certain features, plugins, that that stuff I don't want to do and I can't do it. So that falls into that bucket. And then you've got this list, you've got this list of tasks and you can start to build around these buckets. Not one VA won't cover off all those tasks and won't be able to do everything, but you can start to hire for specific skill sets that you need. So for me, I've got, like I said, the two VAs that work with me on a day-to-day basis. And then I've got my full-time employee. So that's kind of my team. I've got an employee I've got, and she's full-time. And then I've got two VAs, one full-time, one part-time. However, I then have on Upwork a list of VAs that I've worked with on project-based things. So my video editor, I I might only use him maybe once a month, but then he, I always have someone that I can use in that respect. I've got a web developer again that I use. He works with me maybe five hours a week. So he's more of a, um, just on ad hoc tasks. I've then got a sales page designer that can help me with certain elements when I need to. So I've got these different people that I can reach out to that I've gone through that process of the hiring process. And they are people I can delegate tasks to when I need. So you can start to build that list of project-based responsibilities as well that you might need to find someone to be on your virtual team. Then so again, so I guess I should say as a summary of all that, what the VA allow, what having VAs allow me to do, and VA could just be a substitute for having a virtual team or someone that you can delegate to. So it doesn't necessarily need to be someone that calls them a virtual assistant. It could be an online business manager. But what a VA allows me to do is I'm the most valuable to my business when I'm focusing on those high value tasks. So creating course content, working one-on-one with clients and developing like sales funnels and in the sales process that stuff that I really love. They're the high value tasks that generate the most revenue for my business. And this is why I've been able to scale a business that in the first year turned over 400,000 in revenue was because I was able to focus on the high value tasks and have someone take care of the low value tasks and the tasks that I can't do and won't do. So all while maintaining a work week of between 25 and 30 hours a week. And I hate, you know, those things that say I work five hours a week and I get I'm a millionaire and things like that. It sounds really, um, it sounds really just a lie basically. But I think what I'm trying to say here is that it is possible to have a successful high revenue generating business and not have to do all those tasks yourself. It frees you up to focus more on the tasks that generate the revenue for you. So when you're training a VA, because you've hired your VA and he or she is fantastic, training a VA, what do you do then? So I, like I said, use Asana as my project management software. Some of you might use things like Dubsado or um, Monday or um, anything else, but I set really clear instructions and that is the key to getting what you want achieved. So I have Asana standard operating procedures. Everything is documented. Uh, My motto is do once, delegate, and then delegate. So I do the task once. I record myself doing it how I want it to be done. I then 
and I use software. I use the software Screencastify, which allows me to record my screen, drop a Google link into the task and say, I usually delegate the majority of my tasks that way. I'll be like, hi, um, can you please watch these video instructions and achieve X, Y, and Z or, and do X, Y, Z. Thanks. Let me know if you have any questions. And and my VA, who's Jermaine, she's fan- fantastic. She'll get back to me and, and ask questions where she needs to. But otherwise, we use a lot of screen Screencastify. We'll take screenshots to explain the things that we want done. There's no point having written instructions without any screenshots unless it's a really basic task or a video accompanying it because there's just so much room for interpretation and for error. So I like to have really, really clear videos and instructions and an open dialogue that I would rather you ask me for questions or clarification rather than do it and not know what you're doing. And Jermaine is fantastic at that. And she gets so much done and she is just, I just adore her. And so things like Screencastify are a great tool. Other tools that are really helpful are, and that I use every day is LastPass. So LastPass, if you're not sure what that is, it allows you share passwords because I share passwords with my VA all the time. So she might be logging into my email system or she might be logging into my um, website or she might be logging into any other sort of platform that I use. And I don't like to share passwords and tell her what my password is. And we use LastPass, which allows you to give access to someone's email address, but they don't actually get to view your password. So I use this with all my um, all my VAs or all the people I outsource to or delegate to. It's a, it's a requirement that they must use LastPass. Because this protects me, they don't get to know what my password is, and I can revoke access really easily at any time if the relationship goes sour or if I don't want them to have access to something anymore. So LastPass is a key also to uh, working remotely with people because it does allow you to share passwords really easily. And the other thing is that I recommend is tracking your time. It can be scary to track your time. But what I do is I track my time and then at the end of the month, I can see where did I spend the most time? How can I optimize that? How can I outsource or delegate more? How can I shift things around so that I'm spending more time on those high value tasks? And if you want to, if you're not using Upwork that naturally tracks your VA's time, you can ask them to use a time tracking software as well. Not that you want to check up on them necessarily, but just so you can see what are they spending their most time on? What are they getting stuck on? It allows you, the more data you have, it just allows you to optimize your processes better. So that is in a nutshell how I use a VA. If you have any other questions about that, please do hop into my DMs on Instagram. I hope I've given you a good enough inter- overview of, of what having a VA allows me to do in my business and some reasons why you should think about having one if you don't currently and how it can optimize your time within your business and make sure that you're spending your time on the high value tasks and moving away from those low value tasks. And even just having that in your mindset that, okay, this might be a task that I can delegate in the future. And let's not be martyrs. Let's not think that we can achieve everything ourselves. We need to also bring people on board that can help us along our way in our business. So that is a snapshot of how I use VAs. And if you've liked this episode, I would love you to subscribe or share with someone you think will enjoy or benefit from hearing it and leave a review. It would really help. It helps other people find the podcast and... It also just gives me a little ego boost, so that would be great. And then um, follow me on Instagram. I'm at katiegriffin underscore, and that's where I hang out the majority of the time on the socials. I'm not really 
too present anywhere else, but it would be great to hear from you and hear what you thought of this episode. I'm also at sundaydigital.com.au and I'll be back in your ears next week. Bye.